Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. You guys know Sierra got married last year. It's a lot of work. Oh boy, was it. It's a lot to do. And one thing that really helped her figure out what to do first, where to access certain resources, how to get people to know where they were supposed to go for a wedding. Zola. With Zola, you can discover venues and find vendors easily. You can message and book vendors right on their website. And truly, when I say that that was the first part that we had to do and also one of the most intimidating and hardest, it's so nice to just have them all listed right there and be able to talk to them right there and then. They also have free planning tools, which is really helpful because you don't know what you don't know. And if when you go to Zola, you have a guest list manager, wedding website templates, a budgeting tool because dang, can a wedding get out of hand real quick? Mm-hmm. It could all eliminate so much stress and you'll save so much time all because it's like a one-stop shop. That's so true. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Hey guys, I'm Jerry. I'm Sierra. We're ladies. And we tangent. What's, What's up, up everyone? everyone? Hello. Oh, did I start the camera? <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this. Um, I have a problem. We think it's a link to my ADHD that I cannot remember if I start the camera or not. Yeah, it's an issue. Our camera only records for like 30 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. So... Every we have to like watch the time to restart it over because it'll stop recording. But I can't see the back of the screen, so I can't see the red flashing light, and I can't remember. If it happens, probably every episode, multiple At times. Least. Yeah, multiple times. I just get so panicky. <laughs> Wait a minute. I know. I know. Listen, it happens. Are you wearing your chessy outfit right now? I am wearing oh, my chessy outfit, which we now know. Is short for Francesca. Oh my gosh, thank you everybody who told us that. I love learning little fa- facts. <laughs> love fun facts. I love facts There's like nothing I love more than a fun fact. <laughs> nothing. But I really do love. I actually really like, ch- now I'm like mad. Because <laughs> That's not your daughter's name? Chessie <laughs> yeah. would have been such a cute name. Francesca to Chessie is like the most adorable nickname situation I've ever really heard. Is. I thought it couldn't get any cuter than like Frankie. Because I was like, oh, Frankie oh, for a girl is so yeah. cute. But then Chessie? Oh, so cute. Frankie, it's like Pokemon. Like they start off as like this spunky little <laughs> little tomboy, and Frankie, then and older, then they're, they're like, like, I want to be Chessie now. I'm Chessie. I'm a businesswoman. When I went to or post whatever. that on Instagram, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever she wants to be. Yeah, I'm not a post. <laughs> um, 
Chessie can be whatever she wants to be. <laughs> Whenever I was went to post it on Instagram, I ha- I was gonna hashtag Chessie and then I like decided not to. But there's a hashtag that says Chessies of Instagram. That they had have like their own. they have the, there's a hashtag. So if there's if we have any Chessies in our audience, there you have a community on Instagram. <laughs> Someone made a really good thing, and I'm mad that they thought of it before me. But they were like, Chessie short for chestnut. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it made me laugh. Oh, I was like, damn it! I hate when people are funnier before me. <laughs> well, listen, that's been like the theme of our comments on tiktok I lately love tiktok comments they're really making me laugh so hard yeah our one we put up the tiktok um hmm, what was it about seeing like toilets being able to see through the cracks <laughs> and what people say when people knock on the door some of them i've never laughed so hard i life. was come in we <laughs> think. i think that's gonna be like one was like i just scream <laughs> Someone said they panicked and yelled that they were pooping. I'm pooping. <laughs> I've done that before. Oh, I hate it. But I don't your know response to, do. to one of the comments that was like "fight, flight, or freeze," I freeze. You were like, "Imagine if you chose fight." <laughs> you just get up and start. Running. Yeah. Oh, that was very funny. That was very funny. Um. So. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> this is a hard one. To transition transition into because here is the thing. Yeah. We say this a lot. Here's the thing. Uh, When we started the podcast, um, we were about six months in whenever, well, we were about like four months in when the pandemic hit. And then we were about six months in when, um, the tragedy with George Floyd happened. Um, this incredible injustice happened. And then the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I mean, it's been around longer than that. But, but that, it, this was when the um, yeah, when really people started off. Um, marching and yeah. um, we saw, you know, a lot of worldwide protesting. Yes, yeah. So something that I am proud of is that when no one was looking, when no one was watching us, mm-hmm. like, or listening to us. I mean, there were like 200 of you. Shout out to the 200 Thank of you, you that were there. Um, You're the real ones. That one of the things that was so, so important to us back then and is now is highlighting moments that are serious yeah. and important to talk about using our platform to bring awareness to issues and in um, utilize our voices to amplify situations that don't get a lot of media coverage or um, are often just kind of like brushed under the rug or forgot mm-hmm. about. Yeah. So in, I'm I'm proud that people can look back at our catalog and be like, oh, oh. that's not something they skipped over. Mm-hmm. And something that is was brought to our attention and that we had seen kind of like briefly, the news happened so fast. Yeah. Oh my god! So yeah. it's like headline, and then everyone moves on because like there's so much chaos in the world uh, all the time. I, well, especially recently. Yes. But it's like in the world that we have with Facebook, it's like you just scroll, and it's like four big headlines. Yeah. And so when something like this happens, it is huge. But then it's just like mm-hmm. next thing. Well, it's just like um, Welcome to the Internet. Yeah. From Bo, from Bo Burnham special is like I-, I was looking at the Daily Mail. 
And I literally saw an article about a beheading. Yeah. And then the Kardashians on a vacation. Yeah. And then an article about um, a mass shooting. And like, it was all, and then like puppies. Yeah. And it was all just like the same. Yep. And there's no, like the shock value of these things. Is gone. We're desensitized. We are. We really are. And it's jarring. Yeah. Because. Especially when you stop. Because I remember when you brought this topic up to me Mm -hmm. I was just like oh yeah I think I can't even it makes me sick when I think about the way that I was so like Mm -hmm. blase where I'm like oh yeah that thing I don't really know much about it like when you say what it is right and then you're just like flippant like yeah "Yeah, I don't know much about it then when I actually started reading I was like this is fucking horrifying right I can't believe that my attitude was just like yeah I'll look into it right I, well, I and that's that because there's so many horrifying things that are yes <laughs> happening so, all like, the time. Oftentimes, when we see these headlines of horrific, horrific things, especially when they have to do with children, yeah, I don't. How many of us are really going to deep dive and hyper focus on that? Well, I would rather just like put it down. But I that's, think that's, that's why I did our privilege it. is being able to put it down or move past it i remember telling you that i think that's why i did it that i was just like oh i saw kids and graves and i was like yeah can't do yeah. that i have to keep moving along because i it, it's obviously a sensitive topic right. um, anything that happens to children right now right but that's exactly it we have the privilege to move along and now that we're getting a bigger voice the one thing that i want to do is yeah. Be able to talk about these things, right. bring awareness to it, bring light to it, because I don't want people like me to just be like, oh, yeah, I heard about that. Blah, blah. Let's move on to yeah, the next thing. Poo poo pee pee jokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what we're going to be talking about today is uh, this is a tangents and true crime, mm-hmm. um, but it's an ongoing true crime. Yeah. Somewhat. Um, <clears throat> I guess you're going to tell me more about it. But um, if. The the topic that we're talking about is about the um, mass graves that have been found around the residential schools in Canada of yeah, uh, and in the U.S. now for um, oh, I didn't know that. yeah this They're is in, what I have it focuses on Canada focuses on Canada but I'm yeah, sure it's the same there's schools in the U.S. as well um so if this is a topic that is triggering to you um and you want to skip this week like always what's most important to us is that you prioritize your mental health Mm -hmm. and your needs and if this is not something this is too heavy for you to listen to skip it go listen to something else we will never be offended by you skipping something um to make sure that you don't you know that we're not the reason you sail off to sad bitch island yeah Um, because what we're about to talk about has it's the worst things that you can imagine being done and it's to children so And I know that we have indigenous people Mm -hmm. in our community. And I know that they have um, shared posts in the Fangins page. I think we've gotten messages before. And it is so important to me that we have spoken out about the LGBTQ plus community. We've talked about Black Lives Matter. We've talked about different things. And I never want any group to feel like, yeah, looked over or ignored, especially because indigenous people have had of them being look there and there's a lot of things i hope we can post like links and everything to all these so i listened to a couple podcasts and there are so many testimonies that you can listen to i am not going i might share a tidbit here and there 
I'm not going to go deep into detail because I want to post those so you can listen to it because I think that um, white people have done enough of talking over indigenous people yeah. and I'd like you to hear their story come directly from them. That's why they're talking out about it. But what I'm going to focus on is mainly the history of what happened and a little bit about what happened and those sorts of things. But I want you to do, if you are interested, please dive deeper into it. Please listen to their stories because they are um, reliving the most traumatizing things that happened right. to them in their lives so that people can be held accountable so that people can have justice brought, you know, right. And right. We can get truth finally. Right. And there's a fine line. We went back and forth uh, between deciding to have someone come on the podcast and speak about it. But it's we did that with our Black Lives Matter um, series and we're not opposed to it. So if if someone is out yeah. there um, who wants to come on, there's always just this fear that we have that we are shifting the responsibility of bringing awareness and educating people to someone else and not taking accountability ourselves to do our own research, right. research, quote unquote, right. um, and educate ourselves and, and kind of deliver that to our audience instead of just like shifting that responsibility onto someone else mm -hmm. um, and, and making them relive a traumatic event. Because, exactly. So uh, like I said, we are not intending to speak over anyone right. or take that away. Our intent is to try to bring awareness and highlight um, what is going this on this injustice, and yeah, um, just kind of open people's eyes and ears to this, and hopefully learn something along the way and find ways to help make sure things like this never happen again. Yes, exactly. Because the only way that we can Make sure we don't repeat history is to learn about it and be Correctly. like, fucking, yeah, for real. And be like, oh, that was fucking gross. Let's yep. never let that happen again. Right. I have my iPad here. I have so much research. Not really. It's like a book report, but. I was going to say, it's better than me last week who <laughs> printed out papers and I couldn't even print it out correctly <laughs> no. or, or type it correctly. Listen, it it was. I had it was enjoyable what okay, we did. <laughs> All right, hold That's on. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm trying to get like a joke in because I know it's just about not to that be anyone terrible. needs a joke, but like uh, humor is a coping skill. I was going to say if you hear us at any point like chuckling or I do like this really nervous laugh. I don't yeah. even realize I'm doing it, you guys. I do it at funerals. Like it's a mm. problem, and it, I, it's right there. Like yeah. it's not something that's funny, right. but when I'm talking about something really heavy, I'm like. I don't want people to hurt. This is a toxic positivity thing for me. Yes. I don't want people to hurt. So when I see people hurting or crying. Dancing monkey. Yes. I'm like, I have to make you smile. Yep. Let me make a joke. And I think that's why it's hard for us to talk about topics like this. Mm -hmm. um, that's why it's hard for us to do tangents and true crime. It is. Um, We're not a true crime podcast for a reason. Yeah. Because we, I know a lot of people use humor as a coping mechanism, but like, <clears throat> it's one thing if you're talking about something that's like alleged and like mystery. Um, and so you can like kind of fill in the blanks. You can kind of joke about it or something that's like an alien encounter or a ghost encounter. Right. And so it's like not necessarily real. Yeah. But when it comes to this, it's, 
Like uh, this happened to people. Yeah. And then there are people alive that are living with there, what well, they went through. And there's generational trauma. Yeah. So like, oh, which is such a real thing, by the way. Yeah. Oh my God. Like you can pass trauma down from your freaking DNA. Yes. And like the generational trauma that indigenous people have had to endure, like for I can't even imagine. Yeah. And still living through new traumas. Yep. So um I, I don't anticipate this to be anything that we laugh at but no no i'll probably cry yeah i cried a lot listening to it so if i cry again (laughs) apologies yeah um okay let's so let's start it off where it started which was in may it didn't really start in may but this was pause what were the podcasts you listened to okay why are you holding such intense eye contact with me right now (laughs) i'm scared of what everything all right, this the one that I have. One was not a podcast; it was just like a, a kind of a video of a bunch. We'll have to link that. Okay, but there's a link to it, and it has a bunch of people sit, like saying their testimonies. The other one is from the. And where gar- was that from? Where was that one? Did from? you was that just a video from like an article that you found online? Yes. Okay, okay. So, so I'll we'll have to that. find it okay. and link it. Um, and then this one was from I got it from theguardian.com, but it is. Rachel Humphreys did it, and she had on Barry Kennedy, who was the guest, and he lived through this. He was in one of the residential schools, I believe, in the 1960s. Okay. So, his story. It's so crazy to me to hear the the dates of it, because it feels like... It should be so, so long ago. Because when I they think... They closed them in the 1990s. That's when we what? were born. What? They have been around from the 1800s to the 1990s. This is straight up my ignorance. Because yeah. when I think of, um, like, the mistreatment of indigenous people, which I do, I know that there's still so many unjust things happening. But when I think of, like, mass colonization and things like that, I think of it as, like, when the pilgrims came over. I don't think of it as, like, that it's happening yeah. still. And and that's on the American education system is yeah. teaching us that, like, the pilgrims came over and they played nice at Thanksgiving. And then and they now were like, we're going to bow out so you can have everything. We'll nicely step away for you. Yep. Like, come on, man. Yeah, it's yeah just all ridiculous. of this, that there were residential schools in general, like, is still kind of, I don't really understand what it is. Oh, I didn't I know they existed you. at all until. Disgusting. Until the mass graves came out, like, mm-hmm. until they were, like, uh, until that headline. I had no idea that residential schools existed. Yeah. So, okay, in May of this year. Mm-hmm. There was a discovery of the remains of 215 indigenous children who were students of Canada's largest residential school, and they were found buried in a mass grave um, outside of one of the schools. Jesus. So this prompted national outrage and calls for further searches of these unmarked graves. And so in June, um, they, the Cowessus First Nation in Saskatchewan announced it had found an estimated 751 unmarked graves the largest discovery to date. The remains were found near the former um, Marival. I want to say is how it's pronounced. I listened to somebody on the podcast pronounce it, and I was like, I'm going to remember this, and then... <laughs> and then you didn't. And then that's what happens in my brain. Um, Marival Indian Residential School. That's where Barry went okay. to school. Sorry, that's... I want to make sure I got his name. 
Yeah, Barry Kennedy. I couldn't remember if Kennedy was his first name or if it was Barry. So that's where Barry went to school. Um, And his stories from there are absolutely terrible. Like I said, I might touch on it a little bit. but That school specifically was operated from 1899 to the 1900s. And it was largely, for most of the time, under the control of the Roman Catholic Church. By the way, most of this is because of Christianity. I'm sorry. If you're offended by that, these people are not good people. So it has nothing to do with what religion you are. It has nothing to do with their religion. They are bad people. Right. But the Pope himself has never apologized for it. He has said nothing i i take serious fucking issue with that like serious fucking issue with that. there are other like presbyterian and i think other churches who have made a comment like we're sorry i guess which bullshit anyways but at least they tried yeah the roman catholic church is like nothing which is disgusting yeah so because he spoke that's the thing that's frustrating to hear i was raised catholic Uh and there's so many like when I think about my religious trauma, like one of the things that gets me the most is like knowing that something that I was raised on and that I believed made me a good person, I know was used to hurt, hurt. people over and over and over again. Yep. And it feels like a fucking lie. And that's one of the things where I'm like, uh, am I a bad fucking person? Right. Like, I don't, I would never. I don't understand. No, I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's what's frustrating. I looked at the new pope or this current pope and I was like, oh, my gosh, he speaks out in a positive way on behalf of the LGBTQ population. Like that. How amazing. But knowing that he's silent on this, like it's just it's fucking gross. So gross. Um, So a week later after that, uh, the remains of an additional 182 people were found near the grounds of the former St. Eugene's Mission School. St. Eugene's was operated by the Catholic Church from 1912 until the early 1970s. Since then, Canada has seen a rising tally of these graves, finding more than 1,100 so far. But the number of actual bodies is expected to be much, much higher than that. A lot of websites I was looking at estimated to be within 6,000 to 7,000 range. However, the people who are... What are they called? I'm sorry. TRC. So the TRC is the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. They were, um, they made the report and they have been like doing all of this research and trying to get testimonies yeah. from the people to find the truth. Um, they said that they believe it's up to, it could be up to 15,000 yeah. bodies. So. Let's talk about what residential schools are, because I had no idea. Yeah. So this is in Canada. The Indian residential school system was a network of mandatory boarding schools for indigenous people. Um, The network was funded by the Canadian government's Department of Indian Affairs, and it was administered by Christian churches. The school system was created to isolate indigenous children from the influence. This is the part that I hate. From the influence of their own native culture and religion in order to assimilate them. I didn't know what assimilate meant. Fuck that. (laughs) Right. So it says cultural assimilation. I made sure I put this. Yeah. Is the process in which a minority group or culture comes to resemble a society's majority group or assume the values, behaviors, and beliefs of another. Over the course of the system's more than 100-year existence, around 150,000 children were placed in residential schools nationally. So, 
when Barry talks about it, he says he was sitting at dinner with his family and he they hear a knock on the door and the dad thinks it's like a friend. So he says, come in. And it's a bunch of police. They come in. They just what? grab the children in the house and take them out. And that's it. And then they drive them to these schools. They make sure the schools are really far away from. Sorry, I'm out of breath. Yeah. Um, they make sure these schools are far away from their the communities because they want to like separate them. They're so this trying... is nothing that they like sign up for. This is nothing that they're oh, aware no. that they're like on a list for. No. However, it's been happening. So like the mom said she was, re- he said that his mom was really upset when they came in. Cause she had gone to it. She oh. knew what was coming. And but so like was... they kept, uh, I'm sure maybe you'll get to this, but like they kept them for so long and then like released them and then let them back in. Oh, and there's a part that he talks about when they bring him back home. Sorry, where he says that he was upset with his mom because he was like, how could you let them do this to us? And he then when he's talking, he's like, I'm so mad at myself now that I had that thought to her because it wasn't her fault. There was now I know better that there was nothing I could do. But I thought, like, why would you let them do that to me? Right. So a lot of times um, they would. I don't know if they were like threatening the. The parents or they, I mean, they just took them. They were like, yeah. we're the police. We're taking. We're the government. And how they kind of worded it was like, we're helping you. It was kind of like mission. Mm. Sorry, again, but like certain missions yep. things where it's like, we're bringing you Christianity. We're helping you. Yeah, we're this is how society you. is now. And, and so we're, we're like, what, you. saving you from your savage, Being a savage ways? Yes. Fucking gross. Fucking gross. So... One of the first things that they did when they got to the school, which this is heartbreaking for me because if anybody knows anything about a lot of like indigenous people's cultures, their hair is very important to them. Yes. Um, and the first thing that they did was chop all of their hair off no. when they got to the school. And they, when they took Barry, he was five years old. Five. And he said he didn't understand because in his culture, when you cut your hair, it's only when like a family member dies. And so he said, the fact that they were chopping it so short, they, he thought his whole family oh, had no. died. Yeah. Also, these children don't speak English or French. And so they're made to go to these schools and they're like beaten. And yeah. you have to speak French and English. So they're trying to like erase all of their culture from them. Right. That's what the point of these schools are. Okay. Sorry. So the residential school system would remove indigenous children from their families. Deprive them of their ancestral languages. Um, and then they also physically and sexually abused yeah, what? many of them. Yes. There are, in some of these testimonies, it's, it's absolutely devastating to listen to. First of all, they said that if they would get things wrong, like when learning languages and things, they would be slapped. They would be hit, like punched, uh-huh. kicked. Um, and then at nighttime, because they lived there... It was like a boarding school. Mm-hmm. So at nighttime, they would be laying there and they had these people called keepers who would like go around, I guess, and, and check and make sure the students were where they were supposed to be. Keep in mind that some of the children that were found in these graves so that attended these schools were as young as three years old. So Barry says that um, the keepers, he said it was one of his like second or third nights there and he would always hear kids crying. 
when the keepers would go by, he didn't understand. He thought they were just like sad they missed yeah. their parents. Well, one time the keeper was like, come with me to this private room. And mm. he tries to talk about it. And the woman is like, you don't have to say anymore, yeah. Barry. So, I mean, yeah. he doesn't go into detail. But yeah, it's he, he said it was when they ask him about it. Because, okay, so a lot of these people who were um, subjected to this abuse, obviously, go on to be either homeless um, alcoholics, drug addicts, trying to mask the pain in some way. Um, a lot of them get incarcerated. He said he got incarcerated twice. And when he went, he was excited to be there because half of them were people from the residential schools. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And he said, people say like, wow, this sounds like it sounds like you were at a prison. And he's like, no, I've been to prison. Prison was nice. This was like a torture camp. These schools. This is like genocide it, it it absolutely is it's cultural genocide yeah yeah absolutely so um sorry lost my place students were also subjected to forced enfranchisement as assimilated citizens so it removed their legal identities as indians how how is like i don't i do not understand how this is not how we are just okay with this how or how people were okay with it? Yeah, yeah. I how the, this is like not not known. Yeah, not there's not like insane amounts of widespread outrage. Yeah. Well, it's getting there now. I I mean, I hope. Yes. I want it to be more. Yes. But I'm hoping that it it is happening. Um, disconnected from their families and cultures, they were forced to speak English or French. Students who attended the residential school system often graduated being unable to fit into their communities, but remaining subject to racist attitudes in mainstream Canadian societies. So it's one of those things where they came home and they couldn't go back to their communities because they were so made to be something completely different. Right. But at the same time, they were still being looked at. Right. They didn't fit in anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. They were less than in the white community yep and they no longer fit in yeah were uh they had the culture beaten out of them Mm -hmm. essentially so now they return i can't imagine like someone over and over and over again beating me your culture out of you telling me that what who i am and what i am and where i came from was so wrong. wrong and then having to go back and what be that way again Mm -hmm. or not be that way and not try to be um quote unquote what you've been told is normal right and then they not accept you either because how you and i have both been in abusive situations Mm -hmm. i'm I'm not comparing our situation to this situation right but just for this thought process whenever um a trigger like Mm -hmm occurs even if i'm no longer in that uh abusive situation anymore my body still reacts the yes. same way to protect myself even though it the harm is not there yes. like the threat is not present yeah when i uh like the first year after i got out of my abusive relationship i couldn't go to like sports events because being around loud drunk men yep. was scary like i i would react the same way where i would 
start panicking and like, oh my God, I can't breathe. My chest would get really tight. So I can't imagine having to go out and then be around all of these people who are quote unquote Christians or they're people that are exactly who are like the people that were abusing you. Right. For so long. Or going home now and being in your culture that you're not supposed to be. How would you be that again? Or how would you interact with them again when being that got you hurt you know what i mean yeah barry says when he goes back home he said he acted out of course he was arrested twice right um drank a lot did drugs all of those things i'm not sure if he said he did drugs but he said a lot of them do but he said um all you felt was anger when you left there that is the only emotion that you were able to feel Mm -hmm. is just anger and, and, and you mentioned that he didn't know who to put the blame on yeah. because initially he was furious at his parents yes. for, because he believed like you let me. And yes. she's like, and then he's like, I found out later, like, I hate that I had that thought yeah. because I know it wasn't their fault. Right. But it's like at that point, you just are blaming everybody. Right. Um, by the way, by the 1930s, about 30 percent of indigenous children were believed to be attending these schools. Oh, my 30 percent. Yeah. OK. So. um the system ultimately proved successful in disrupting the transmission of indigenous practices and beliefs across generations. So it started to die out. Yeah. Um, the legacy of the system has been linked to an increased prevalence of post traumatic stress disorder, alcoholism, substance abuse, and suicide, which persists within the indigenous communities today. All of those things, like over, are over half as bad in indigenous communities you as know, the rest of Canada. You know what's really fucking annoying too about knowing or finding out that these schools exist is there's such a stigma um with indigenous people and drinking and suicide. <sighs> fucking no. And and it goes back to backwards chaining. I mentioned this I think when we were talking about uh Black Lives Matter movement and being like, okay, if these are patterns that you're seeing in groups of people, can we go back and figure out why the fuck why? these might be patterns yeah. in the first place? Why? Do you ever think about why these people are drinking as much as they're drinking? Right. Are you thinking about why they're doing drugs? Are you do you or do, are you just looking at that as like, oh, there's proof that you're less than? Yeah. Still. Right. Which is horrific. And people that think that way First of all, if you think that way, you're a terrible person. I'm sorry, but you're a fucking terrible person. People are masking the hurt that they've experienced and the fact that you care more about what they're doing to their own bodies than you care about helping them. What happened to them? Healing them? That's what Jesus would do is all I'm saying. Uh, I, I am obsessed with clothes oh yeah it's a problem for me it's a problem for my closet Mm -hmm. okay and that's why i'm so excited to be sharing newly with our audience because newly is a way to try out trendy styles colors silhouettes all different kinds of things that maybe you've been interested in but are like gonna make your bank cry Mm -hmm. now you can rent them for a period of time and then you just ship them back for just 98 dollars a month you get your choice of any six styles each month access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing that's another beautiful thing Mm -hmm. because a lot of places may not have options for everyone and this has so much diversity not only in the brands that they offer but also they have fast free shipping and returns 
and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. It's fun, it's sustainable, and you can save because you get to try out a bunch of stuff that you like, or maybe you're like, I don't know, maybe I would like this. And then you get it and you're like, "Ah, I don't think that's for me, but there's no commitment to buy it unless you really do love it. And you're like, you actually can't have this back, Newly. Mm -hmm. I'm keeping it. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six dials, but right now you can get $20 off of your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code TANGENTS20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code TANGENTS20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code TANGENTS20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Do you think seeing a therapist or psychiatrist would be helpful, but you don't have the time to actually find one and meet with them? or afford them? Try Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. Honestly, a lot of times you make that appointment at your appointment you already have. I don't know when I'm going to schedule my breakdown. I don't know when I'm going to need to talk to somebody. And with Talkspace, it's so nice because you can send messages to your therapist so you don't have to wait for your next session. Talkspace therapists can help with any specific challenges that you might be facing. And it's the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, so much more. Plus, therapy can help you find the tools to cope in difficult times and just be a guiding light. So like maybe you're not going through something really intense, but you just have like, I don't know, a work issue or something going on with a friend of yours that you just need an outsider's perspective. And Talkspace is amazing for that. They also are in network with most major insurers. So check in on that. Yeah, absolutely. If you got it. Plus, as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off of your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash tangents and enter promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash tangents and enter promo code SPACE80 to get $80 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Tangents, promo code SPACE80. Ladies and Tangents is sponsored by Claritin. Luckily for those that live with symptoms of allergies, you can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I will tell you, it's so funny because in my household, Corey recently was like, I think I'm getting a cold. I'm getting a cold. I'm getting another cold. I'm like, hey, babe, I think you have allergies. I think maybe you just need to pop one of these pills. And guess what? All of his symptoms went away. I'm like, "Mm, I don't think it's a virus. I think it's just weeds. (laughs) And I also know that whenever I go to Sierra's house, my allergies kick into place because of a certain pet. (laughs) So true. And thankfully, I'm able to enjoy all my time there. Now, just after I take a little Claritin D, clears me right up. All my (laughs) symptoms are just like, what cat? (laughs) Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Get non-drowsy relief for allergy symptoms with Claritin D. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful release is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. 
spring vibes are in the air. And when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming around your house, you probably want to smell them and not your litter box. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Pretty Litter, you can. Seriously, nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. And I'm serious when I say that the, whatever magic is in those crystals, I cannot smell anytime. My cat will literally poop right next to me and I don't realize that she did it until I hear her litter box start going. It's lightweight, low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals also change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat like urinary tract infections, kidney issues, and so much more. Which is super helpful since cats can't talk and that's important information to have. (laughs) So true. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. I know because whenever I go over to Sierra's, it's there. (laughs) have some seriously but it's so nice because I don't have to change it as much as normal but I still have some on deck then whenever I do need it and you won't run out and you don't have to go to the store and carry around a giant thing of litter go to prettylitter.com slash tangents to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy that's prettylitter.com slash tangents to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy prettylitter.com slash tangents terms and conditions apply see site for details What is the most important thing to you when it comes to menstrual care? Um, I would say probably not having to worry about leaking, going about Mm. my day and not worrying about having to run to the bathroom when you feel that, oh, what's what's going on? Uh, I think I'd agree. Yeah. And that's why we're excited to tell you about Flex. If you want a period product that looks out for your body, your lifestyle, and the planet, you've got to try Flex. There's the Flex Disc, which is a one-time-use menstrual disc that fits perfectly inside your body. It's not a cup, and it's better than a tampon. It's unlike any period product you've ever seen before. One Flex Disc can be worn for up to 12 hours, and it holds as much flow as three super tampons. Plus, you can wear it for mess-free period sex. Yes, my white sheets love that for me. (laughs) Flex discs also create 60% less waste compared to pads and tampons. So, they are planet-friendly. And if you want to go with zero waste and have the planet love you even more, you can pick up the Flex Cup, a reusable menstrual cup that Cosmo rated number one. The patented pull tab makes Flex the only cup on the market that removes like a tampon. It's so easy. You already know how to use it and you won't lose it. Yes, which is very important. It's also disability friendly and made with beginners in mind. So when I say like this is easier to use than tampons, I really truly believe that. Well, this beginner is grateful for that. (laughs) Yes. It's also velvety soft and completely body safe and it lasts for years. So say goodbye to cramps, put sex back on the table, and lend Mother Nature a hand. Go to flexfits.com slash tangents and use code tangents for 20% off Flex Disc starter kits. Or 10% off your first Flex Cup. Plus, you get free U.S. shipping. That's code tangents at flexflexfits.com slash tangents. This actually um, is a, a tangent, but kind of related I want to apologize for something that I said flippantly in, um, I think it was a couple episodes ago, Mm -hmm. you were making a, we were making a joke, making light of the fact that your ex habitually cheated on you and that you were friends with one of the girls that he cheated on you with. And I said that you were Eskimo sisters. Oh yeah. And someone commented 
um, and said, you know, that's um, culturally insensitive. Like, yes. that's not okay to say. And I, I had no clue no. about that. And so I was like, oh my gosh, if, if someone is bringing this to my attention and saying like, hey, heads up, not okay. Yeah. Um, I obviously am super sensitive to that and want to educate myself and I want to bring awareness to other people to say yes. like, hey, if you grew up hearing this thing, I had no, cl- I thought it was like an urban dictionary Me thing. Me too. No clue what it meant. Or that it was in any way insensitive until, I mean, when you think yeah. about it, like, yeah, now it makes sense. But like, I wouldn't, I never well, thought that. The thing is when it, when, and I know it, the reason it's insensitive is because of, um, or the reason it's inappropriate, the reason like, you know, whatever, the reason that like, I no longer am going to be using it is because, um, not that I used it frequently before, but right. whatever. It was just, yeah. Um, in your backlog of vocabulary. Yeah. Is because of the word Eskimo. Mm-hmm. And when I, we were taught about Eskimos, quote yes. unquote, and they were just like people who lived in cold climate. Yeah. <laughs> it was like never Alaska like, or yeah, whatever. It was never like, no one ever dove into like what was an Eskimo yep. and what, um, like, it, I can't even remember. It was just like people who are who live in cold places. Yep, they're called Eskimos. Yep, and now it was I almost presented as like that's a cute thing, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, now I understand. Like they made like a they were made to be like a character. Yep, and it was used to uh, like a blanket statement. And the whole reason I can't give you a definitive um, breakdown of what an Eskimo is because it wasn't taught to me and i didn't look further into it right and it's insensitive because now people who have individual cultures and identities and um are deserve to be differentiated from each other are blanketed under this term yep so i'm aware of that now um i understand and so if anyone else like didn't know about that like look it up please yeah so uh, apologies for that um and I'm glad that someone pointed it out to us so yes. we could speak about it and I don't know, take accountability, bring awareness. No, that's important. It's, it's again, there are things like that that we do with um, other people of color, like Spanish uh, words or a uh, term black for, I don't know, even like a, a thought process. But like what I'm thinking of right now is um, you're my spirit animal. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got you know it. what I yep. mean? Which again, I never really thought any differently. And I think so many people don't. I mean, it took until like this year to realize, but that's to indigen- well, indigenous people. That's an offensive, like yes. that's our culture. Yes. And we're using meaningful. it as like, oh, it's such an offense. That's such a like flippant thing to say. Well, we grew up on movies like Brother Bear. Yeah. And saw you know like oh his spirit animal was a bear how cool would it be how cute and so like there's these almost magical things that are uh, it was almost like indigenous people weren't real they're just characters yeah they're just cutesy little things and look at their magic and look at how they dance around a fire and look at all of this stuff that is just like the horrible things that happen to them but we're gonna take the we're gonna stereotype the shit out of them Mm -hmm. and we're going to Profit and monetize yeah. those things and push it down your throat yeah. and basically steal their culture for our gain. Yeah. 
to and, make and you not think, understand what we're saying when we say spirit animal. We're not thinking about that right. at all when right. we say it. And that's a huge part of their culture. Mm-hmm. So why are we why are we even using that term? Well, to just be Oh, it's so like whatever. Well, someone brought that up to us because that was one of our first TikToks. Exactly. And I'm uh, to whoever you were, thank you for yeah. that because again, that's something I didn't know. It was something that I had just been saying because I'd heard other people say it. And I was like, that's a fun Right. And I I had seen it on different shows and movies and things like that. Because it is like a cool thing to think about that like your spirit is connected to something. But like that's not mine to just callously like speak about without fully understanding or without like having it as a part of my culture. Like, um, and I don't know, maybe maybe it's not. Maybe someone who is an indigenous person is listening to this and being like, you're making way too big of a fucking deal. I don't know. That's not my call to make. Yeah. And and the thing is, even if it's offensive or like it's bothering one person, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I don't want to do it. It's not that important to me. That's one thing I've said over and over and over again is a word, a phrase is never going to be more important to me Mm -hmm. than someone else's feelings. Yeah. Like I have heard people. Uh, make the argument like well rappers use the n-word mm-hmm. why can't i use the n-word because you can't yeah because you can't yeah why do you want to use it so bad you weirdo that's why is it that important to you right drop it <laughs> drop it it should never be that what, important to what's you what's your attachment to these words yep. to these things or when people say the r-word or when people Oof. um like that's another one it can't yep i uh, it'll send me through the roof like what what's your attachment mm-hmm to this is it just because you like saying it yeah because that's fucking weird there's a lot of words in our vocabulary pick another one yeah or another one i've heard people be like oh my gosh people are just too sensitive now no yeah no people are just now feeling confident and comfortable enough telling you that what you've been doing for all this time is fucking fucking wrong yeah so do something differently yeah it's it's not them it's you yeah so anyway um, I, I really and am I so grateful that we have people in our community who aren't afraid to say like, Hey, who know our hearts and know our intentions and can say like, Hey, um, that's not cool. Yeah. Heads up. Also, there's a nice way to do it. Don't just assume that if someone's using a, a term or a word like that, that they're like a fucking terrible person right off the bat. I mean, obviously, unless it's one that like, it's, the N-word, uh, where it's like, tell. yeah, yeah. It's like, um, we've been saying for a fucking while, don't use that yeah. word. But if it's something that, you know. You, it's easy, I guess, I don't want to say it's easy to be ignorant of, but like that you wouldn't automatically think was a inappropriate um, term. Don't just assume that that person is doing it to be hateful. If you, you can tell them like nicely, hey, just so you know, that's what these people did to us. They were yeah. like, hey, I love you ladies. So I want you to know that this term is actually kind of like oh, problematic. But if you want to look into it. At the same time, if someone is upset with you yeah and is bringing it to your attention they're totally within the right to do that yeah exactly that's true so like if if and understand some, maybe why they're upset yeah yeah so like i think i'm so grateful that there are people in our community who feel comfortable um correcting us, us. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and do that nice. kindly but i think it's because you know we we try and they know that we try but at the same time if someone didn't know who i was and heard me say it on the street and was like what the fuck is your problem absolutely don't say that i'd be like oh my god my bad sorry what i will definitely not do that again i'll look into it also don't expect people to educate you like we just said 
um, and we could have, obviously, but like if someone's like, hey, that's kind of a problematic term, like look it up. Yeah. If you don't know, don't be like, well, tell me why. Yeah. It's, it's not a lot of people's jobs to educate. Right. We all have the internet. You can Google it. Why is this inappropriate? And there's a million articles that'll come up. Yeah. So. Yeah. Tangeny. Wow. <laughs> well, I just <laughs> We're think not trying that to get on our soapbox, but it's just like it's important. Like words matter because here's the thing. <laughs> Things like this can go on for as long as it did without people giving a shit because small little words and phrases and uh, movies and whatever make these people seem like less than human right and so it's easy for us to be like i don't really care or right. just sweep it under the rug not that it, you were doing that or that i was doing that i'm just saying as a society it makes people it makes it easier for people to be like well let's move on to the next thing yeah um whereas in the, these are human beings and this shit is happening to them and it's a big fucking deal right so and we don't we don't get to tell people um, how long it takes for them to move on from generational trauma like this because there are people still alive who went to these schools, to th yes. whose parents went to these schools, who lost children, who lost family members. Like this the kids, is uh, half the kids in these schools were in charge of like digging these graves for their dead classmates, and for us to just be like, "Oh, get over it." Yeah. No. You don't get to tell people or just to do dress that. up like Pocahontas yeah. for yep. Halloween <sighs> is like, oh, so you'll dress up like Pocahontas, but you won't acknowledge like what the, what fuck, the fuck would have happened, happened to her, someone like her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <sighs> it's not their culture is not a Halloween costume. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Christian churches were essential in the founding and operation of these schools. The Roman Catholic Church, in particular, was responsible for operating up to seventy percent of these schools. Um, the national chief of the Assembly of First Nations, uh, Perry Bellegarde, says it was our government's policy to get rid of the Indian and the child. That's in quotes. What the what does that even mean? Hold on. He said it was a breakdown of self, the breakdown of family, community and nation. So basically, that's genocide. Yes, exactly. So I think that he was not saying it as like, I think that he's saying the government's policy was like. We got to get rid of it. Let's let's stamp out everything that like they, it's polio? makes them them. Yeah. It's like, let's stamp out everything that makes this person who they are. Because we don't like it. Yeah. Because it it's not who are. In. Because it's not what we are. Right. It's different. And we're scared of different. It makes Surprise. us uncomfortable. It doesn't fit our agenda. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. The Landmark Truth and Reconciliation Commission. So this is the TRC. They started establishing this big report. They took in so many of these um, testimonies and they tried to hear all these people out and they, they compiled this big report and then they released it in 2015 and it detailed the sweeping failures in the care and safety of the children and the complicity of the church and the government. The authors wrote, Government, church, and school officials were well aware of these failures and their impact on student health. If the question is, who knew what, when? The clear answer is everyone in authority at any point in the system's history. So, like, this was not... Chills. Yeah. This wasn't going under the radar. This was not no. a secret. This is not something that this you could be like... This was intentional. Oh, I didn't know that was happening. I'm so sorry. It's like, if you were in... That was the plan. ...a position of power, 
you knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah. How did that? I just I I do not understand how that many fucking people get into a room and no one stands no up and says like, mm, this is wrong. Hey, maybe a bad fucking idea. Yeah. Maybe a bad idea. Maybe these are actual children. Maybe these are human beings. Maybe we How do you I, beat anything out of someone? I don't know. I I saw something the other day that made me like sick and want to cry and it was and it's because it's something that I struggle with. I have um major major impulse control issues when it comes to uh being overstimulated. So when my kids are like really, really loud for a really long amount of time. And I'm like talking myself down. One thing could happen. Like yesterday, Ollie came over and uh, sprayed me with a sprinkler. Like after I had just tried to put out like Mm. so many fires with like frustrations in my kids. Yep. And I lost it. And Mm -hmm. I just grabbed the sprinkler and I walked really far away and like, Threw it on the ground. Not my proudest moment. Right. I'm just like, I'm freaking done right. with this. This needs to be away from me because I'm losing my cool. And Ollie just stood there and cried. Mm-hmm. And I remembered, I think it was a TikTok or it was some, it was some kind of something I had seen. Um, and it was like, when you do that to your kid and they stop what they're doing immediately, it's not because they learned. It's not right. because they know what they're doing is wrong. Kids don't have the ability to decipher Literally, that, especially their frontal at cortex two. Is not developed. Right. What happens is you triggered their fight or flight. Yep. And they froze. Yep. That's what happened. They didn't learn anything. Yep. You traumatize them. Yep. And like, it makes me sick. Yeah. Thinking that my my inability to regulate my emotion. Mm-hmm is now occasionally traumatizing my child. Right. And I don't understand how all of these adults didn't understand or care, more rather, care. What they were doing. That they were traumatizing all these kids. Yeah. For what? For what? So that they talk like you? Yeah. Act like you? Think about the same, um, you know, religion in the same way as you? That, to you, made it worth it? Like, I don't understand. I would, I don't want to talk to any of those people, but like, genuinely, what would your fucking response be, guy? Yeah. What the fuck was going on in your head that you thought that this was a good idea? The rationalization, the mental gymnastics to justify that. I -hmm. I do not understand. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. The the biggest problem was that um, the housing was poorly built, poorly heated, and extremely unsanitary. So when we're talking about children dying, yes, they were neglect or yes, they were abused um, physically and sexually. Mm-hmm. But a lot of how they died was disease. Um, it was neglect, hunger, um, and just all over mistreatment. Um, accidents, a lot of them ran away. A lot of them committed suicide. So what's the problem with how, as many of them ran away? Because in my mind, I was like, why weren't people asking questions when these children didn't come home, I guess. But because so many of them ran away, that was just like, oh, they probably ran away. And then it was right. Don't ask questions. And they took their identities away. Yeah, exactly. So like what could people truly the parents 
what could they do? Right. Who were they going to go to? Mm-hmm. Who could they tell on? You know what I mean? There was no system set in place to be like, my child is missing. It just didn't give a shit. Right. Which is fucking terrible. And it still happens today. Yes. That's that when we not necessarily these schools, but no, but um, the amount of women who indigenous women who go missing and are murdered and are not cared about mm-hmm. is insane. So, um, the squalid health conditions were a largely a function of the government's resolve to cut costs. So they knew they were just like, well, we don't have money, so we're not going to put it into it. We know the kids are dying and that. It's really gross here, but you know, we got to cut costs where we got to cut costs. <laughs> oh, disgust. Um, the TRC found that thousands of indigenous children sent to residential schools never made it home. Physical and sexual abuse led some to run away. You know what? This just popped into my head. I listened to, I think I've talked to you guys before that I listened to the Approachable podcast, mm-hmm. which is now called Approached. Um, and it's just with Alyssa Anderson. She does like true crime stuff. Oh. Um, but she's like trying to focus on like more Canadian stuff because she's from Canada. Oh. They take, there was a maple syrup heist that she just talked about. <laughs> and I think it was in Quebec that it all happened. Um, the fact that I know that they take better care of fucking maple syrup than these children mm-hmm. is unreal. And that's not me stereotyping Canadian shit. Like, I, based on what she was saying about how they take care of <laughs> syrup yeah. and how they have a reserve of it and how, like, there's so many regulations and yeah. things like this surrounding fucking syrup, syrup? and they were cutting costs. On housing? I mean, among other things that they were Knowing doing. Knowing but... that the conditions were what were leading to, mi- like, not millions, but thousands of yeah. children potentially dying. Yes. Is just... And they had to have known. Right. They had to have known. Right. Well, That's they did. the thing. That's what they said is whoever was in charge knew they all the knew time. This was at happening. any given moment. Um... As late as 1945, the death rate for children at residential schools was nearly five times higher than that of other Canadian school children. Which, by the way, why are all these Canadian school children dying? Like, that's fucking crazy to me, first of all. But I wonder if it's just because of the times, I guess. I don't know. But still. But in the 1960s, the rate was still double that of the general student population that these indigenous children were. I I, I don't want to say being murdered, but like they were. Yeah. Because... Even if it was an accident, even if it was neglect, even if it was suicide, they shouldn't have been there in the first place. Right. You murdered them the second you brought them there. Right. Um, so Murray Sinclair was the TRC chair. Um, he like headed the whole thing. And he says survivors talked about children who suddenly went missing. Some talked about children who went missing into mass burial sites. Other survivor- survivors spoke of infants fathered by priests at the school, <gasps> taken from their mothers at birth and thrown into furnaces. Oh, my God. I, that was one that I watched them talk about. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. The TRC identified 3,200 confirmed deaths. This is people who knew of somebody who had died. Mm-hmm. But um, they noted that the work of identification and commemoration was far from complete. They estimate some 6,000 children may have died. But now, like I said, as more of this comes out, 
the number keeps rising. So I didn't get this part didn't save, but this is what's being done, which I think is important, but also needs to be more right now. Yes. This so because they just discovered these mass graves recently, right? They shut the schools down in the 90s. In the 90s, they shut them down. And then I think it's in the early 2000s that this uh, TRC started like pulling these reports and getting all of these people together and trying to. It took them like 12 years, I believe. Yeah. And then in 2015 is when it was finally finished. So they issued 94 calls to ac- action, including six recommendations regarding missing children and burial grounds. And Justin Trudeau, mm-hmm. I believe, the prime minister, he promised to fully implement all of them. Here's the thing. He's done some, he's talked out about it, and he's, I believe it says the money that they've given to, like, go further with this. But, oh, yeah, $33.8 million over three years. The government's committed to develop and maintain a school student death register and to set up online registry of residential school cemeteries. Fine. But these people who went and testified gave names and then the TRC went to their these people and they were like, do you want to come defend yourself? So they knew who the fuck they are. And they were like, no. And then they're like, OK, nothing was done. No one's been arrested? No one's been arrested. But there are people who are still alive who could who be held accountable. Yes. What? Yes. So no justice has ha- has come from this. Even though names have been dropped, people know who these people are, but nothing's being done about it. What? Yes. So, um... I- All I keep thinking is, like, I do not understand. I don't... It feels like... There is just a clear... Also, this is just from what I've gathered. If Somebody can correct me if, if more has been done, but this was just from the podcast I listened to and the websites I found. So, yeah. But yeah. I just don't understand. It feels like such a open, shut, like, Arrest black, these white situation. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, hey, we either cut costs and build unsuitable housing that will harm children or we don't send them to these schools. Okay, feels like don't fucking send them. Yeah. Um, we can either allow these people to have their culture and to live peacefully as a family and practice their own religion and speak their own language and just live their life fully. Or we can rip them from their families mm-hmm. and we can harm them in unspeakable ways and cause irreparable damage. I don't understand. Like, what? Yeah. How is that even a dis- I, I, we can arrest these fucking people and give some kind of justice to these families who have endured all of this for years and years and years, or we can give a little money. Right. Right. <laughs> and like the thing is, it says this so far, the National Center for Truth and Reconciliation says it has received just a fraction of this money, but discussions are ongoing. Um, I don't know if this is true or not, so I might be speaking out of my ass. But I also believe that when Canada was rolling out um, funds, and the U.S. may have done this as well, I'm not sure. Um, but when they were rolling out funds for the pandemic to kind of uh, supplement incomes and things like that, I think uh, Indigenous reservations and things like that did not get as much <gasps> money, did not get as much funding, did not get as much assistance. Well, 
As I, shocking I, like I said, as I would like that to be, I feel like it's not. Like I said, that could be a total fucking lie. Yeah. I thought that I had heard that one time, so please feel, feel feel free to correct me. I hope that I'm wrong. Like, I pray that I'm fucking wrong yeah. and that someone can be like, no, that's not true. Actually, they were wonderful. But, like, it doesn't seem like that's the track record. Right. So... Um, this does say in early July of this year, Mr. Trudeau visited Cowessess First, I hope I'm saying that correctly, First Nation and said it was shameful that children died because of residential schools and the legacy of intergenerational trauma caused by the policy, which thank you for the words. Now, please fucking do something. Yeah. Do you think do you think that people who came into power after knew? Well, and here's the thing. I believe um, Justin Trudeau was. He became prime minister in 2015, I Ish. believe. Yeah. So, like, all I remember is people just talking about how hot he was. Right. <laughs> but, like, so people, like, I mean, he knew because at that point that report had come out. Got it. So, I don't know if he was saying things then or um, if it was when these graves were found that he was like, oh shit. Oh, but it's yeah. like, you had fucking right. people. Unless you want to say that you didn't believe him, but like you had testimony. Right. People were telling you how terrible this was. So like, why did it, I guess, why did it take so long for you to even say that it was shameful? That should have came way earlier, I, yeah. I believe. I want to look and see. Um, other indigenous leaders have all pressed the government for a thorough investigation of all 130 former school sites to find any more unmarked graves, which is just, oh, it gives me fucking chills. Um, Miss Scott, who I'm not sure who she is. I just threw her name in here. Sorry, everybody. I messed that up. But, um, she says Trudeau has been willing to move to move on this. He's got a lot of words, but we really need to see action. Yeah. We said the same thing. Um, the discoveries also cast a shadow over the country's July 1st Canada Day holiday. So I don't, I'm, I apologize. I'm not Canadian, so I don't know what that is. I'm assuming, would it be like our July 4th kind of thing? I would assume. Um, Municipalities across Canada called off the celebration this year in recognition of the findings, which is like, actually, that's fucking, yeah, something. I was trying to look to see, because I know that the U.S. also has them. They're called U.S. Indian boarding schools. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't, I'm not seeing... And like I'm just looking at headlines and trying to look at these quickly because I know Sierra has stuff pulled up. I don't know exactly. There were some in California, but I don't know where else other ones were. But I did want to acknowledge like it wasn't just Canada. Yeah. Um, the preliminary findings have also renewed demands for an apology from the Catholic Church. And in 2017, Mr. Trudeau asked, excuse me, again. I got heartburn. In 2017, Mr. Trudeau asked Pope Pope Francis, he directly asked him to apologize for the church's role in running Canada's residential schools. Excuse me. But the church has so far declined. Um, The United Anglican. Anglican. Thank you. The United Anglican and Presbyterian churches all issued formal apology. Jeez. My. Sorry. (sighs) All issued formal apologies in the 1980s and the 1990s, which, again, is, like, fine, but, like, let's fucking do something about the people who did this shit. Yeah. Like, your words are great. Thanks for your words. Right. But, like, let's see some action behind them. Um, And that's 
all I have up to what's been happening so far. That is like I I knew that the schools existed. I mm-hmm. knew that they found the mass graves, but like I didn't know um the government's involvement mm-hmm. or uh awareness of it. I didn't know that they basically um, put it all together. Yeah, the the reason behind it. I yeah. didn't understand the the number of lives lost. Well, like, that's what when I heard about it, I was just like, what is going on here? And yeah. again, they it, I think it was easy for me to sh- push off because I was like, ugh, something that happened in the 1800s. And then when I realized that they were still around in the 1990s, mm-hmm. I was like, not that it it should always matter no matter how far back it was. But like that to me was just so much more like shocking that well and i have moments people are alive that this happened to yes and and it's made it's made to sound like it didn't that's the thing that pisses me off i was just thinking about this in the shower is that um is anyone shocked that i showered (laughs) (laughs) a little bit um but i was thinking like i'm so frustrated with our education system and i understand that you know like certain topics are maybe not the best to bring up to fourth graders but like <laughs> this these events were happening yeah to fourth, to fourth graders. graders right so if like it can happen to children that young i think we can teach it to children that young sorry i i just am so pissed that things like this were taught to us like they were so long ago and i grew and up we fixed it i grew up thinking oh my gosh i cannot i feel so lucky to be born in a time where things these like racism and um, sexism, yes, and all of these things are taken care of, and yeah. we're like a big melting pot, and everyone loves everyone, and how wonderful it is that I was born in this time, and now I'm realizing that it was all fucking lie, yep. all a lie, yep. to keep these systems in place, to keep doing this and, and brushing things under the rug, and not taking accountability, yeah, and it's it's annoying, yeah. And I it's know that terrible. like speaking from a place of privilege that all it is is annoying to me. All it is is frustrating to me. Yeah. And I can't imagine being in a position where this has affected my family and my life yeah. for years. Yeah. It's absolutely terrible. That's why, again, I feel like how much do you want to listen to two white women rant about this? I get that. But at the same time, it's like the least we can fucking do. Honestly, yeah. at this point is the least we can do. I wish I could do more. Right. If I had held any position of power, I, w- I would. Right. But like, if the people who are directly like in charge of shit are still just like, oh, sorry, but yeah. eh, what am I to do? It's like just the most frustrating thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And terrible when, it, like you said, when you learn about it and you realize like it wasn't something that was just, oh, it's over now. Yep. It's still going on. We still have people... Um, in Barry's testimony, he says that he went and he was basically like told that what he was saying was bullshit by the people who were like, I don't know if they were cross examining him. Yeah. I was confused with how the, um, it wasn't like an actual court thing, I think, Uh but basically he was like, they were basically just telling me that I was making shit up and they were like, we don't accept your testimony because you were five when it happened. So we don't really, your credibility is a little and he's like the fact that i remember it as specifically as i can right. and i was five should fucking tell you how horrible it was right should tell you how traumatic it was i remember vivid things from being a five-year-old like he didn't say this part this is me talking but right him remembering things that vividly 
at yeah. five years old should tell you that it was a pretty fucking fucked up thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why survivors don't come out and speak on things because they're made to believe that they're crazy. They're made to believe that their memories aren't real mm -hmm. and that they're too young to understand what was going on and they're dramatizing things. And or they said he wasn't credible because he had been incarcerated, which it's like a direct influence. That's that's the thing, too. They'll use these. Oh, you you have a history with alcohol. Oh, you have a history with incarceration. Those are a direct influence of the things that you did that right. traumatized me. And now you're using that's them an, against me. That's an effect. Can we look at the cause? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. No, because it's perfect. It's exactly what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, now of course you were an alcoholic. Of course you ended up incarcerated. You're an indigenous person. Yeah. That's so typical. Yeah. You just look unstable. And now. So you sorry. created this problem and then used it to reinforce a stereotype. And cre- oh. anyway. Yeah. I can't. It's. Absolutely terrible. So I, I really, really, really encourage all of you if you've made it this far, and I hope you have, um, to please keep looking, please keep listening. Yeah, we'll um, put the links, yeah. um, in the description so you guys can go and, um, if Listen. and when you're ready, uh, do your own, uh, have your own super triggers on anybody who you know sexual and physical assault. They talk about it, you know, pretty yeah. They, some people go into depth. I mean, the the babies in the incinerators was probably the worst, yeah, thing that I heard. But I again, I could I couldn't even listen to all of them. I wish I would have. But pretty I, shocking that people who are so pro life, yeah, would just would toss an infant into an incinerator. Well, but. yeah, they're also supposed to be priests and not have sex, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, it's just terrible. It really is. It really is. Like I said, if you're taking offense to it because it's your religion, I wouldn't claim to share their religion with these people. No. These are horrible people. These are bad people. I don't care what religion they follow. These were bad people. And that's why it's important to speak out about things that happen within something that you claim to be your faith, your religion. If shit like this is happening, Mm -hmm. you have to call it out. Like, you have to bring that shit to the light and be like, um, no, no. Let Hold people accountable. I fucking love our community more than anything in the world. Our fans mm-hmm. and the people who listen. I love you guys. I think you're all amazingly wonderful people. And I'm proud of you as like human beings. But if I fucking found out that any of you were doing some gross shit, mm-hmm. I would call it out so quickly. Why? Because I love you and I love the rest of everybody in it. And I don't want that one person tainting all yeah. of it. Right. Because that's not who I am. I know that's not who the majority of you are. Right. All of you, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? That's the thing. If if something like that that is terrible that is happening, call it out and distance yourself from it. Right. Because you should be taking those priests if you find out about it. How many times have we heard of the Catholic Church hearing this shit and just relocating the priests so that it doesn't follow them around? I mean, it happens more than it should. Right. So... You know, gross, and <laughs> yeah, and I'm sorry that that one was heavy, but also I'm not sorry because I think it's important. Yeah, and I don't want anyone to ever think that like if we're not speaking out about something immediately or quickly, um, we don't care. Yeah, it's and we said this before. It just it takes us time um, to get into a headspace where we can kind of uh, deep dive into these topics and, and sit I down and have a conversation. Yeah. I really did. Like I thought this was, it's so important. It deserved so much of my energy and focus. Right. And I tried to, 
I really tried to do as much as I could to figure out because again, I knew nothing about it going right. into it. And so I wanted to be able to explain these little parts of it as well as I could so right. that um and we know that there's more to the conversation. This isn't it. This isn't where it ends. We just hope that we've opened a door yes. and um, yes. started a dialogue. Um, please feel free to engage with us, share with each if other, you have be respectful. More to add, please, yeah, respectfully. Yeah. If you have more to add, if I mess something up again, I was using certain links, so correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. If there's more that I missed, please let yeah. me know. I would be happy to share it so right. that the rest of everybody else knows. So. Um, don't feel. Like it's your responsibility um, if you're someone um, who is an indigenous person. Don't feel like it's your responsibility to educate yes. everyone. Yeah. Um, because we know how long you've been telling your stories and that people aren't listening. And Right. It's time um, for that to change. And if at any point in time, like we were stumbling over our words and we were, I'm going to, I'll, I'll just say right now, I've been having a panic attack this entire time. We do, we do. Um, yeah. So, Paul, if it sounds like, yeah, I'm on the verge of I'm crying, saying. and like this, this, um, certain topics, like certain, uh, some of this stuff is triggering to me. Yeah, and um, it's hard to talk about, and but it is important, and so I, I, this is this is a trauma response that I'm having, but I do want to apologize if like. We misspoke or we fumbled over words. It's just because this is wrong when we said something. I truly meant everything in the best way possible. Yeah. I was just, it's, yeah, it's hard when you're trying, like dissociating half of the time and trying to get all your stuff. No one said anything. You haven't even heard it yet. This is already (laughs) just me panicking, feeling like we wanted, we want to do justice, justice to this. We want to bring awareness to this and Mm -hmm. we want, um, everyone to know that um, our our best intentions are just to educate, bring awareness, and to do better. Yeah. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to anyone who has um, been sharing your stories or sharing articles or share just attempting to shed light on this um, in our community and elsewhere. Um, we appreciate you and we see you. Um, and uh, be kind to your mind. Yeah. Do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself after listening to this. This was really heavy. So yeah. um, we love you mm-hmm. and we will see you next week. All right. We're out. Goodbye. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. 
Learn more at funturns50.com.